Confederacy and Dukes. Toronto Raptors. Scotty B. We's in North, baby. What's up? What's good, everybody? Uh, this is Confederacy of Dunks on the Raptors Republic uh, with me, Freddie Rivas, uh, and Andy Hull. Uh, and our special guest this week uh, is an incredible writer, podcaster, uh, you know, I would say a decent encyclopedia for all things Canada ball. Uh, our special guest is Oren Weisfeld. What's up, dude? Thanks for the introduction. Hope, hope that I'm a decent human as well. That's what I'm trying to grade myself on these days. But yeah, you guys yeah. tell me by the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. So just note, okay. Andy, like we're going to be talking basketball, but we are trying to rank Oren as a human. Yeah, we'll yeah, be judging morally performance speaking. as a human as well, right? All time. Perfect. Yeah, right. all time. So that next against, time I like, come against on the podcast. everyone all time. That's the thing. Right, right. Yeah, the we're going to put him on the podcast. That way my introduction can be like genuinely great human being. Yeah, you know, if you guys come to that conclusion, yeah, for sure. Yes. Like this guy's in the 80th percentile of people that have ever lived, um, <laughs> type stuff. It's yeah. a lot of work to do. Like it's a lot of proving to be done. Um, here, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll Gandhi, see what happens. You got to beat out Gandhi. There's a lot of people. That's a lot of. Guys oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Gandhi's like, I Gandhi's think he's got. Well. Yeah, he's not in the yeah. 80th. He's like no, 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 top level. Even. I'd say. Yeah, yeah he's like, top level for sure. For sure. Um, right up there he's the one percent like in a good way you know what i mean like yeah um <laughs> yeah the one percent of a different list don't worry yeah, like, right, it's totally a different, different list right, yeah it's a different thing yeah. <laughs> um like the occupy people would be down but the university yeah, of dunks I, I host calls gandhi one percent <laughs> like yeah. um okay let's let's uh let's start with some raptor stuff um so uh yeah, we're 13 games into the season. You know, let me just do the the usual caveat of so many statistics are going to settle. So many, you know, things and themes are going to settle as well. But uh, for the fun sake of it, uh, I asked you guys to pick a, a single individual statistic that jumps out to you as a surprise. Um, for me, this is kind of hard because there's a bunch of stats that were I found pretty surprising, but um, yeah, let me go to you first, Orin. What is a yeah like a player stat that is surprising you right now? Um, so I got this one from Michael Grange's most recent piece on Sportsnet, and I thought it was good because it's really indicative of you know we saw it in the in the last game, especially against Detroit, where Scotty's energy was just really, you know just kind of bled towards the whole team. He started the, a 4 p.m. Sunday start, just screaming in people's faces, literally. Oh my God, like you yeah. heard it on the broadcast. Yeah. And and that's just been such a big change from last season when I think a big criticism for him was consistent energy, um, like a full 48 minutes of play. So this stat stood out, and it's uh, – so in the games where Scotty is shooting worse than 50% from the floor, which basically happened half the game, seven mm-hmm. games so far this season – so, you know, games he's not having good offensive games. How is he still getting involved? He's averaging two and a half steals and two blocks in those games. Four and a half stocks in those games. So I think it just goes to show the energy he's playing with consistently. The defense um, that he's the level he's taken as a defensive creator on, on this season. And um, 
just really like that stat from Scotty. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic one. And I think, you know, so much has been made of uh, obviously the criticism of Scotty, you know, his like fitness level, which is always sort of, sort of a weird thing for, you know, I feel like the average fan to try to wrap their head around. So it just kind of comes across as slander. But, um, you know, he did say it himself that he had a better year training. And, it, you know, it makes sense. Like, it's his third year coming in. He probably learned a lot. Uh, you know, coming off of a rookie of the year campaign, I can only imagine what happens in your life, you know, from right. like shooting commercials to partying to also yeah. trying to train to, you know, whatever. Like, so much stuff's going on. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really, really good indicative stat. Like, the we're hearing a bunch about the stocks, right? Because I think love it is some love some stocks, you know, I got, uh, I, I do you, love it as a stat. Yeah. If you got, if you got stocks in Scotty, uh, you are very much appreciating the stocks. And that is mm. a good indicator to me of like a person who, um, like finds a way to win. So, uh, yeah. 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 Um, Andy, you, you got a, uh, special stock stat. Yeah. Or it could yeah, it's more like a stock side. It's not like a real analytics beast type thing. It's just the fact that, um, and you kind of, you actually gave me the idea for this, uh, Freddie, although I was kind of thinking in this realm in the first place. But uh, um, the fact that uh, Malachi Flynn is basically playing 17 minutes per game mm -hmm. uh, is something that I think we all kind of knew. Like, okay, I guess I should frame this in a way where it's like, I'm impressed with those 17 minutes, I guess I sh is what I should say, you know? And I did not think that that was where I was going to be watching uh, uh, watching this team. But, like, we've kind of talked about it a lot. And I don't want to – and before all of the, like <laughs> – before all of the Raptors Republic heads get on here and go, like, here these guys go, talking about Malachi Flynn being good again. These guys are washed. Get out of here. I don't think Malachi Flynn is good. I'm just saying it's kind of impressive with the leap that this guy's taken where we all thought he was, like – you know, a, a a piece of gum on the ground. And now he's like, hey, too bad he's our backup point guard. But, you know, it could be worse is what I think what, you know, is, is how I'm feeling about it. And I think I think a lot of us are feeling that way. So it's nice. I, I like it in sports when there's a story like this where it's like, this is a guy we've had on our team who is like kind of the joke. We've all had these players on Raptors teams in the past as well. You know, whether it's like, Jorge Garbajosa and you know these uh you know we talked about him with Matt like Hafa Arujo like these guys who are like we love to hate them even though we still secretly still secretly kind of love them I feel like Malachi is that guy on this team and has been on this team for a bit now and it's kind of nice to see him come up and be like okay you're putting in some minutes that are like you know I don't cringe every time you touch the ball guys averaging like a steal per game you know and like that's that alone is pretty good I'm pretty into it, you know, his, his, you know, his, his production is like, you know, decent. And I, and I'm, I, for one, choose to be pretty stoked about that. Yeah. You know, reasonably yeah, yeah. stoked. Yeah. I would say you're, so go ahead, Oren. Uh, I, I think 17 minutes a game is definitely a surprising stat. Like coming into the season, no one would have predicted that it goes to show, I think what, just like rhythm and confidence can do for a player. Like, I don't think Malachi took this massive leap in between last season and, and this season as a in terms of his skills. I just think that now he's knows he's playing every day. He knows the coach doesn't despise him. He knows that like yes, he, he's exactly. gonna get to play through mistakes and his teammates trust him. And 
And this is who he's always been as a player. Like you said, it's still not above NBA average play no. from him, but um, it's at least, it's a lot better than we've seen in the last couple of years. And um, yeah, I do just really think this just goes to show how much like consistency and rhythm and confidence matter, those kind of things. Yeah, and like, you know, as far as the actual minute, the number of minutes go, yeah, it's higher than I think we expected. But then I guess if you look at a team and you're like, they don't have a, you know, like who's their point guard, like what's happening with this with this team and everything. It's like, it's not so far outside of the realm of possibilities that this guy was going to get more minutes, although it kind of was to us last year, which is why it's like fun and impressive. And hey, man, you know, you can find a glimmer, a glimmer of light down there in the, mm-hmm. in the, on, in the eighth man of the year. Is it, can that be an award? Can we get the eighth man of the year award going? Because Malachi's, he's, you know. He's <laughs> I don't know one. if he's in the running. But <laughs> I, 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 I would eighth say that. Man. I would say um, I, I hope that uh, after this pod's done, you aggregate yourself because you're very obviously a Flynn stan. I'm not. Um, don't even start. No, and, please don't. No, although I do deserve that now. No, you hang out with Eric Flynn every day, his dad. Oh, any um, Flynn's. I, I'm down. Laura Flynn Boyle. I'm a big, I'm big. I am. A, yeah. I guess I am a Flynn head in that regard. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy you brought Laura Flynn Boyle. I've always been a Laura Flynn Boyle guy. Are you kidding me? Um, Since day one. Uh, but no, really though, I think like to you and Oren's point, you know, there is a, there is a, and it's a good point, Oren, that like, it's not necessarily a major personal improvement. Like, you know, he. I went to the game the other day, and uh, the the guy, I, I, my season seat buddy, was like, "Is Flynn like? Is he like thicker? Like he looks buffer?" And it's like he did say he put on like eight pounds of muscle or whatever. For sure, but he you know, whatever. Better. When players yeah. say that, you're like, uh, "Okay, sure." Um, but he, uh, yeah, I think there is the and like uh, players play differently when they know that when they know they're going to play every night, and that's a major difference like people can make fun of how like you know like the nice darko or whatever but i think that's going to be something that pays off more and more and more throughout the year just like people feeling good to coming to work and and knowing that they can work through some issues but you know there is a limit to it obviously right if you're if you're a guy like jalen mcdaniels you probably don't get to play if you if you can't hit some shots um yeah but uh yeah my, so my stat uh I think I, you know, I, I think because you said Scotty, uh, I, I, I just want to mention the three point percentage because it's so good. Um, but the stat I'm going to go with that I feel like illustrates uh, something I didn't really expect is uh, Dennis Schroeder, um, basically a seven and a half assists per game, uh, and it's not that that is like a a wild amount of assists or, you know, he's like whatever, like just like a dime factory. But I, I do think that I thought the role, I thought he would be just brought in as a scoring point guard. And I didn't really have big expectations of him being, having such a connection with Pirtle or, you know, basically I just did not expect, I thought I would put him in like the five to, five to six assist territory. I thought there was a chance he didn't start. Um, I think I've kind of been wrong about, Schroeder's impact in general like in a really good way I I he's 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 basically just you know and he's got he's done better than I than I thought he would um and it wasn't that low on him like I, I liked what he did in FIBA and for the Lakers but I still thought there was I I didn't think it could be as, as good as it's been 
yeah. No. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's been really good, and uh, he's one of those guys that I think gets kind of people get put in these boxes when they're around thirty years old, like he is. Like, all right, this is the type of player he is. He's not going to evolve. And then you saw what he did at the World Cup with Germany. Just took like a massive leap on that stage. And I think like this is a leap um, for Dennis Schroeder. Like he got pegged as a backup point guard, like topping out at that level of player. He chose Toronto, like as much as the money and Darko was an influence, he also chose Toronto because he knew this was an opportunity to play and start and play big minutes for a team that just lost its all-star point guard. So Mm -hmm. he kind of bet on himself in that way. And it's paid off because he... Yeah, he's run with like the the challenge of being the starting point guard. That that was not a given, like you said. I thought Gary might start coming into the season too, and but Dennis has just been so good that he's uh, he's kind of won this role. And and seven seven assists is nice. Two turnovers is really nice to have that kind of ratio too. So yeah, I've been I've been really impressed with his season. I think it's a good guy to highlight. Sweet. Um, okay, here's a good question number two for you guys. Uh, I'll start with you uh, again, Oren. By season's end, who do you think is our best bench player? Yeah, it's a good question. and I, I have been thinking about this one because it could go any number of ways. Like one person I just thought about was Dennis Schroeder because mm. I still feel like there's a real chance one of the shooters gets into the starting lineup like Gary uh, would be the most obvious one. And and yeah. then Schroeder comes off the bench and then he would be easily the best bench player. So, you know, I, I think that's a chance. I think that's becoming less and less likely as Schroeder just plays really well with the starters and, right. and, and Gary hasn't blown anyone away either to deserve that starting spot. So I think that's less likely, you know, I also thought of precious Achua who maybe one of you will say, you know, I think by next season, precious will be the guy for me who's the best guy coming off the bench, but I still think he needs a little bit more time to get there. Um, and, and really, I, I just hope that he doesn't get any more injuries because when he finds consistent like playing time and he's in a rhythm, Seriously. he's really good. Um, but I, I have a boring answer and it's Gary Trent Jr. I think mm-hmm. he's the best, he's the best guy off the bench. Now he's going to be the best guy off the bench by the end of the season. Just like the shooting and the shot creation he brings is so valuable to a team that lacks it. And um, he hasn't had a great start to the season. I think he's going to find his form a little bit more and round out as that player. Yeah, really well said. And I I think what's fun about this question too, to to toot my own horn, is to think about that the idea that the starting lineup might still change. Uh, So that's sort of cooked into my answer as well. But um, yeah, Andy, what's your who's your guy? Uh, I, I kind of feel the same way Orn does. I think the boring answer is probably the most correct answer here. However, uh, for the purposes of having fun, um, let's say Gary kind of doesn't really, you know, continue the way we want him to and everything. Um, and maybe not even, maybe just the guy I'm going to say has a, has a bit of a leap, but I, but Orn already said him. I think Precious is the guy who has the potential to be that just because we've, you know, we've seen Darko use him a lot in, um, you know, in, in crunch time, especially in like coming in instead of of uh, Jakob when when we need, you know, that his style of play kind of thing. And like, I just think that that uh, those opportunities we're seeing them pop up for Precious and like the fact that if he 
can string a couple like you're saying like string a couple good good like games together and and kind of get that confidence behind him and stuff and i, I think we could see a bit of a transformation into precious being the best guy off the bench uh you know when when we when we go to him yeah i i think there's a world in which that you know three-point outburst we saw from precious you know and the 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 dip last year with the injuries there's sort of some like it rounds out to like not being that good or not being that bad and if he's healthy that i think we've all seen enough special defense from him mm-hmm. um and you know i think we can talk about the the the, the mismanagement of uh of of the game there uh, in boston with uh with with scotty but i think something that complicated that was precious was on the floor he was playing really well uh yeah. And I think that that sort of pushed Darko to making what I think most people would agree is the wrong decision. You 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 know you 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 do what you need to to get Scotty in the game, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah. a special player. He's sort of he's made the leap. He, I think, is an impact player. And you figure it out. Pertle or Precious is like is moved to the bench. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I got a couple like variations here. I think it is Gary or Precious. Uh, I think in the same vein that uh, Oren was saying, Dennis, I this is a bit of a leap. I know what I, you're going to say. I know I, what you're going to say. Pirtle. Oh, Pirtle. I'm going to say Pirtle because <laughs> I think... I was going to bring it up if someone wanted to be really bold and say Pirtle. Yeah, like the, the deal here is I think that... You, we see this with star players who are like who are who are like Scotty, um, you know, and I'm sort of making an Anthony Davis comparison here, where it's sort of like you have to preserve them, and they can't play center all of the time. But when when they do play center, it it changes the sort of complexion of the court, and I think that we've seen some Scotty kind of playing center lineups that have been really special, and I think that's a way to bring in another shooter. Um, and, and I guess it's weird to say this, but Pascal shooting so poorly right now from three is kind of like a non-shooter. Uh, I think people do still respect him, but it's different with Pirtle. People don't respect him. They don't, he doesn't take shots from three. There's a difference between being bad at shooting threes and just not attempting them ever. So yeah, Pirtle's my funky answer. And then my hope for health answer is, uh, uh is Porter. Uh, I think that Porter is really an awesome, he adds a lot of what this team needs. And I think that if he can be healthy and hit the three and sort of be like a veteran for this team, there's, I think there's a world in which he really blends well with the the kind of different combinations we throw out there. Yeah. I, I want to touch on the Pirtle piece because I just don't see it because I mean, as much as the spacing makes sense, like if Precious keeps hitting these threes, you bring him in, you have a, a five man who can space the floor. Like it, it theoretically sounds really good, but yeah. I think there's a couple of things working against it. Like one, they just paid Pirtle $20 million yes. a year. You yes. tend to start those guys. You, you tend to invest in them. And B, like, let's be honest, Pirtle is a much better center than Precious Achua right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's vastly underrated by Raptors fans, what he does as a, as a rim protector and a rebounder. And it's not a sexy game that he has, but um, there's a reason the starters are winning their minutes pretty well. And I think he has a really big impact on it. The spacing's not great, 
but like you're not changing the geometry of the court by putting precious out there instead of pearl this isn't steph curry we're talking about you know we're talking about like guys don't guard precious mm -hmm. they dare him to shoot so i don't think it would change anything too drastic um and i just think pearl is is so much better right now that uh I think it's a conversation we're going to be having more and more next season, maybe, you know, and even in terms of what's Pirtle's future here, if Precious keeps ascending, but I think it's premature. Uh, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, although yeah. I will I mean, say we're having fun, but I'm just, I, I just yeah, we're, we're, say my piece. I'm, I'm honestly, you're really yeah. ruining our fun here. Or um, How dare you well, bring your analytics based reality into this? Well, I, I was just going to say, I, in, in my vision, it's uh it's gary it's dennis gary og pascal scotty is sort of the lineup that pushes purtle out um, oh but yeah, yeah. For, in terms of spacing but i still think there's all your points about purtle being underrated is is very you know it's very well taken i think that people are obsessed yeah. with the fact that we traded a pick for him even though we don't know what that pick is going to convey yet but I think the assumption is that it's like, oh, we traded the seventh overall pick for him. And it's like, no. yeah, maybe we did. Maybe we did. But maybe maybe that's not where it falls. And I also feel like, you know, you see a game like that Pistons game. And, it, you know, it might be a scenario where where Pirtle, at, the, at the, the highest, most competitive, like, playoff scenario, there's some spacing stuff. But I think he cleans up a lot of garbage. And, yeah. you know, there, there'll be less slippage when you play – when you play teams that that can't punish you in that same way, you know, there's just not a lot of like Porzingis's out there or sort of like Embiid's or just, just people that can, well, Embiid's different, but you, I think you guys know what I mean. There's not a lot of like punishing every potential mistake you make type teams. There's a lot of other flawed teams. And I think that, yeah, I've, I, I felt that from, from, from the beginning of the season, I feel like Pirtle really raises the floor of this team. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. so we're still friends, is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we're um, still hey, friends. can we we're guys can, can we start calling uh, Yaka Pertle Pert Plus? Um, Pert Plus, can we start calling that? Plus? I, I think, think we can try, name? but but why don't we get it started right here? Let me. You just don't say, like the Austrian hammer? I love the is Austrian that a little hammer. Too, no, too no, no, no. I, I just like multiple. that is pretty sexual. <laughs> Very sexual. I found it funny how there was like, did you guys see this whole controversy with uh, Grady Dick getting introduced? As, yes, as yeah. big, people big heard energy. it as big. Yeah. yeah, they heard it as big dick energy. And then the next game, I'm sitting there and they go like, starting at full at center, the Austrian hammer. I'm like, well, if we're gonna get mad at one of them, <laughs> yeah. We also well, there's another guy on a team we call Spicy P. So I'm just uh, going to say. Yeah, Spicy P. I never, <laughs> I I never thought of it that way That's before. not nice at all. to hear. You know? That's hilarious. Okay, I'm, okay, but if you go to Basketball Reference, the only uh, nickname listed for Yaka Pirtle is Jake Puddle. It's is such just, a bad nickname. It's terrible. It's you just like, know oh, about... I'm a depressed uh, private investigator <laughs> in Iowa. Uh, my yeah. name's Jake Puddle. He has an even worse nickname, uh, which is Big Ugly, which Fred <laughs> called him in an open gym episode. That's which not is okay. just really rude. That's <laughs> rough stuff. Yeah, you can't call someone Big Ugly. Um, yeah, and also, plus. let's get it going. <laughs> okay, wait. Like just before we move on, <laughs> Pert Plus is that like a is that plus product? minus joke? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is well, it what? What's the origins here? We need to know. Pert Plus. 
Yeah. Oh God, what? You don't know what Pert Plus is? Are you joking? No, no. I don't. Pert Plus is shampoo, man. It's two in one, two in one shampoo and conditioner. Classic. Oh. All I the am. women watching the show just like canceled the screen. What? They're like, "Is it? Wait, but is it only in Canada? Is that why maybe it's not as widely known as I thought?" Okay. Oh, I'm gonna move on to no, the next. No, it's American. <laughs> it's American. Get out of here. Everyone knows Pert Plus. You guys are mad. Um. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry to any of our listeners that yeah uh, didn't know Pert Plus and feel deeply hurt. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna do my first NBA question here, and uh. Yeah, we're going to keep starting with you. Uh, this is a fun one for me because I feel like some violent thing will take place. And we all saw the chokehold that uh, Draymond put on uh, Rudy. So I want to imagine that this will happen again somewhere with someone else this year in the league. Uh, so who who is the choker and who is the chokey? Uh, like what's the altercation? Set it up for me, Oren. Okay, so it's April. We're we're in the play in tournament. Oh, okay. I was right? like I was like April like <laughs> it's um, April, we're in the play in tournament. We got at the the tenth and and ninth teams are, are the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh yeah, huge stakes. You know, <laughs> things are getting heated, huge stakes. Loser leaves, losers out of, of the playoffs. Yeah. And Houston's up. Houston looks like Houston's going to run away with it. You know, we're getting into garbage time here. They're up 10. They're up 15. Dylan Brooks is hitting every three. Fred Van Vliet is um, doing Fred Van Vliet things. And LeBron James just gets so frustrated uh, that he's losing to Dylan Brooks. He's just so embarrassed. Dylan locked him up, hitting threes all over the place that, you know, he 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 gets Dylan takes one too many of these hard fouls on him, and LeBron just goes ballistic and and, and puts Dylan in the in the chokehold, gets him to tap out, and and things go crazy. Oh, it's like a full chokehold, like a rear naked. Yeah, choke. <laughs> like, <laughs> the MMA's him out of the game. Um, this is yeah, this is exactly what I was going for. Because LeBron um, is so smart, he if he's gonna do it, he's gonna he's not worried about the suspension. He's out already. You know the Lakers are out. He there's no stakes for for this. He's just finally getting his redemption on Dylan, and I think that's when it would happen. Yeah, this is great. Um, I also love that the header for uh, for this Andy is don't choke, don't choke. Um, uh, which is people which say is that great. right? That's a saying. No, yeah, but also I think it's a good advice to fans. It's like like we're having fun, but don't choke anybody. Well, it is there's a question mark there, so maybe maybe do choke. I don't know. Okay, uh, plus, let's go. Okay, let's go. Uh okay. What about this? Okay, okay. I love I love orange scenario, build scenario. That's really I like that world building that you just did there. So I'm gonna try and do that a bit myself. So it's um uh it's same thing. You know, we're nearing the end of the season. Uh, the writing's on the wall for the Los Angeles Clippers. Unfortunately, they haven't, they weren't able to turn it around despite all the talent on their squad. And uh, an extremely frustrated Russell Westbrook goes, we, we had this. Finally, I had it figured out. And he's just vibrating on the court after the last game of the season. And he turns to James Harden and he goes, you, you did this to me. And he comes after him and he just, Homer Simpson on Bart, like, 
chokes him out. He can't think. Of, he doesn't know what else to do. It's the fresh, the pure frustration of almost having it right in his grasp early in the season, and it just got taken away. And I know they had their first win and everything, but with James on the team, but like still, uh, how like I feel like he's got to be the most frustrated person in the league leading up to this this recent win that the Clippers had. But like. You know, it's like you add this, this, you've thrown everything off kilter. Like we had it figured out for a bit. Finally, you know, we were going to be a super team. My friend from, uh, my friend who lives in LA, um, uh, Norm Souza, he was here recently talking hoops. We should get Norm on the show, by the way. He was Mm -hmm. great as well. But we were talking, uh, we were talking Clippers and yeah, that's the vibe around, around Clipper town. Let me tell you there, there's some frustration building on that team for sure. Uh, I thought you were going to say Kawhi Zubats. (laughs) <laughs> because because I, I think it's like you wouldn't expect Kawhi to choke but I also i think he's gonna choke someone before he hits somebody Kawhi will choke someone at the hotel like he yeah. won't do it in front of everyone you'll just go you'll just go to practice the next day and that he won't be there like Kawhi. yeah Kawhi there'll be one play. fewer players exactly player. yeah, yeah yeah uh okay here's mine it also involves lebron um, so I feel like, uh, the, there's some kind of LeBron, uh, feeling there. Um, but I think that, uh, in, in my scenario, it's, it's, it's LeBron, uh, getting choked. Ooh. Um, Tables so that's right. That's wow. Right. Who has the, who has the cojones to choke? Yeah, right. right. That's, that's yeah. the right question, Oren. Who okay. has the cojones? Who's a loose cannon? Who has a personal vendetta against LeBron? One of my favorite nicknames in the NBA. We just played him. Beef Stew. Isaiah Stewart. So a year and a half ago, he got that fierce elbow from LeBron. And it was blood all over his face. And like he couldn't be corralled. It was a pretty intense scene. That tells me, you know, he remembers and hates LeBron, doesn't respect him. And then uh, my stakes are going to be much lower since it's the Pistons. Let me say this is like uh, the first round of the in-season tournament. But it, <laughs> it, it matters to the Pistons. They're like they're like five and 70, and they're just he's just fuming. At the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then my, my, my backup answer is uh, double choke Chet and uh Wemby choking each other from so far away mm. um, yeah. so it's like it's an ex- like, yeah, it's a, across yeah. the stadium yeah it's an extended choke like it's basically. like the spider-man meme but it's yeah. like it's like hard to frame them you know what i mean like you need a yeah. wide shot it turns into a choke slam yeah at one point that'd yeah. be great i feel that undertaker <laughs> Kane style the double um, choke slam okay one more question here before we move on to our game um uh, this is a this is a fun one for for like a a slanderous purpose. Uh, Oren, uh, who do you think is the? We'll stay away from franchise. We'll just we'll just focus on team. Um, but yeah, who's the most boring team? Yeah, we don't want to step on any toes here. Come on. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it doesn't have to be like they've been bad for many years. But right. Sort right, of right, like, right. I see. Yes. Like you see the team is playing and then you're like oh, i've watched a bit too much basketball recently i'm gonna like do something more you know like you know what i mean like they're just just, yeah. just no draw who's your boring team yeah last year for me it was definitely houston i couldn't watch that team it, yeah. it was it was terrible you know this year washington could be the answer but they're like too funny to be boring yeah you jordan Poole I mean? is like, fun. yeah yeah 
you watch a game and you're just bound to see some absolutely like ridiculous stuff. And so from that sense, I'm going to leave Washington out. So for me, it came down to the Pistons and the Bulls, the two saddest teams in the league, I think. Yeah. Both just I'm not tuning in to watch games. Um, I'll probably say the Pistons. At least the Bulls have like Levine and DeRozan who are like individually very fun players to watch, even if it doesn't work well as a team. So there's some star power there. Like mm-hmm. the Pistons are god awful, and um, I don't know who I'm. I'm supposed to be excited about watching that team. Like Cade is the most exciting guy, but he's not even like a fun player. Like he's he's a good player. Yeah, he's like. But I wouldn't say his game is like. Yeah, exactly. His his game's not flashy or anything like that. Um, and even like yeah. Just down the line, there's a lot of boring guys on this team. Alec Burks is like the most boring player in the league for some mm-hmm. reason. And then it's just a lot of centers. And then they're young prospects like Ivy and the French kid. Ozar Thompson's pretty fun. He's probably the yes, funnest he's player. Yes, he's very exciting. Other than that, it's it's pretty bleak. So I'll say the Pistons. I, I was counting uh, <clears throat> like to, just for fun uh, watching that game. So I think the other side of, wow, OKC has so much going on uh, in terms of like draft picks and they're really exciting uh, is a reminder that uh, the Detroit Pistons exist and they have uh, seven players on their team that were drafted top 10. Um, Wow. Not by them, but, uh, you know, like, yeah, because it hurt it a bit. Yeah, it does. But they they got (laughs) Knox, Wiseman, Bagley. Like it's, it's, it's a long list of like really pretty young talented prospects uh that uh you know have varying levels of sort of success but yeah pistons great team andy who's your boring team uh okay i first of all saying the bulls is immediate disrespect to don flamenco aka alex crusoe from punch out uh don flamenco yeah he looks like don flamenco don't you think so I got I got a Google Don Flamenco. Remember Don Flamenco? Is he a pert plus guy? Like, Cause, well, because remember when you punch him enough, he he like his hair, like his toupee falls off, and he's bald. Okay. Oh yes, I know that guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I th- I mean, look, there's a lot of bad teams. Uh, but bad isn't always necessarily boring to me. Like like you mentioned, or like the Wizards are actually surprisingly yeah. fun to watch. Um, this might be a hot take, but. Is it for me? It's like the Boston Celtics. Like, who cares? Wow, they're just good. That's a hot take. Yeah, they're good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not about whether or not these players are good. Don't get me wrong. Jason Tatum, very excellent player. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are great. Jalen Brown. But like, I just don't. Boston is so like boring to me as a, as as a as everything. I don't. I first of all, I do hate Boston very much. But like every time they, I'm just like, yeah, we get it. You guys are pretty good all the time somehow, and. You know, you've got just well-rounded players, and it, there's nothing uh, that I enjoy about watching Boston. And maybe that's just personal preference, and not even preference, personal bias against yeah. the city of Boston. But I'm, I'm, I legitimately am bored watching a team that's like that. They kind of remind me of um, when, not as like the way they play or anything, but this this feeling I get. They kind of remind me of like. Again, another hot take here is when when like the Mavericks were really good, and you'd watch like 
and I love Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki is, was an exciting player, but like I, for some reason, I always got that feeling about the Dallas Mavericks back then when they're winning. You know, when they won their championship, I was like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I see what you mean as far as like very oh, there's a cat oh, kitty. Here. Um, as very like clinical players, you know, like there's almost like a ease in which Tatum kind of like assassinates people, and it's yeah. like. It's almost can like lull you to sleep, but I think I'll I'll counter you just because I feel like when it, when teams are that good, like I, I watched the mm-hmm. the highlights of the Charlotte Boston game and like random teams just pull out their best possible performances against those teams. Like even um the the, the Nuggets barely beat um who is it? They barely beat yeah, uh, they barely beat like the Pistons. Yes, yeah, so uh, and. Yeah. It's like I, I was watching some of those highlights, and I'm like, the Pistons did not play that good against us, you know. And I think yeah. when you're when you're just a really amazing team that destroys people, I feel like you get good games come from that. Um, but I'm with you as far as like it doesn't have to be a bad team. So I've uh, my my team that is like not bad, but I'm just not super interested uh, in their players. I guess is is, is the Nets. Um, oh, same. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Like I think Bridges is sort of you know he had that like that really hot, you know th- whatever forty games when he came from Phoenix and it's, and it's very much the real deal. Is awesome player, um, you know that's cool. Uh, Cam Thomas is fun, um, and you know Claxton's good, and you know ho- I'm hoping for the best for Ben Simmons. But yeah, like I don't really think the, the Nets don't excite me. And then the other team, uh, like my like main answer is. Portland without Scoot. So Scoot yeah. Scoot's been injured. So I think when he comes back, I'm excited to see what he can do. But he's been he got injured pretty quick. So yeah. Yeah, lots of good answers. I considered Portland, but I like Shaden Sharp. He's Canadian. I gotta stick to them. I think Boston falls into like this show us in the playoffs category, almost like the Raptors were in the DeMar Kyle era where it's like nothing you do in the regular season matters because we get it. Like you're a good regular season team until you prove it in the playoffs. doesn't matter, but I won't say like they're the most boring team just because they remade the roster so much this year that I'm still curious about how all the new pieces fit together. Um, I agree with Brooklyn though. God, I hate that team. And I hate the analysis (laughs) around them because people give them such a break and it's like they just had three of the best 15 players in the league and now they're this and and like nba analysts are like well they they got a good return for durant it's like they blew up their own team by their own volition mm-hmm. they traded they traded james harden for ben simmons <laughs> like let's just understand that that's where it all started the brooklyn nets are a they're they're the worst run franchise. It bothers me so much. But isn't that, that kind of exciting? Really that at any moment they'll just do something so brutal and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I, mean? I think I think yeah. they're in a, like a less exciting version of that right now. Like right now they're like they are for sure. They they're rebuilt like, like, like yeah. Kenny Atkinson like rebuilt yeah. their reputation a bit, and then they made a bunch of like yeah like you know put the super team together, which like you know, was a spectacular failure. And I, yeah. I know there's a lot of like people who are like, oh, they're one foot on the line from beating the Bucks. It's like, well, if that's your like, that's the legacy of your like organization. Like, that's so sad. Um, and you know, yeah. I think Raptors fans can relate. Like, the the Nets also don't have their pick. 
and they're also six and seven. So, you know, they're not really like, yeah, there's not like a lot of like, they don't have like a bunch of young prospects to get super jacked about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, thank you for supporting me and my nets. Um, uh, <laughs> boring hate. Yeah. I can't watch that team. It's just a bunch of okay. Three and D guys. Like that's what the team is. And, and there's nothing like bringing it together in a fun way. And, and uh, uh, Ben Simmons sucks. Let's just be honest about it. Watching him play <laughs> is, is a depressing thing. He's nowhere near what he used to be. He doesn't look at the rim. It's honestly sad watching him play basketball. I'm glad that you ended up going way harder than I did. And, and, yeah, and thank you for bringing up the nuts. And honestly, that was me being delicate around like, I hope to see him do better. But I think you went ahead and said what I was. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of the Ben Simmons analysis. It's like, let's call this guy what he is. He's one of the worst players in the NBA at this point, And he's on a max contract. Like, he sucks. Until he doesn't suck anymore, we got to just say he sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think the, the NBA is such a competitive space, and like there's, there's only so much real estate to go around as far as like who you're championing. And yeah, he's several years away from being the Ben Simmons that you know deserve that attention and love. So I'm with you, you know, earn, earn it back and um, you know, get beyond this sort of like hitting shots in the preseason and um you know summer thing um because yeah we've we've seen him do stuff that in, in times where it doesn't matter but also yeah. uh just to transition to this last uh the, the, this draft game we're gonna play another thing they did which i'm like maybe it, maybe it sort of worked temporarily uh they fired my guy steve nash uh and it's the only time i've seen steve mash steve mash Steve Nash as a coach uh, or like sort of like executive type get really mad. Like he's usually so chill. And he had that one sort of like Bilbo Baggins, like bug eye moment uh, <laughs> when, when, when he sees the ring. Um, sorry, deep Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings reference. But yeah, yeah, uh, I remember Steve Nash is like, Hmm, my old ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, like, he was getting kicked out of a game and his eyes were like, just like popping out of his head. Anyways, they, uh, they did Steve dirty, even though he wasn't very good as a coach. Um, okay. So this, uh, this, this last little thing we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a, uh, Canadian draft. So we are going to do a snake draft and we're going to pick five players each, uh, that have played in the NBA. If you want to really go for it and take someone that hasn't played in the NBA, um, uh, I fair enough. But uh, I won't be back. Sick. Um, sick. Honestly, sick. Honestly, sick. Uh, if you got a Zach, I have two questions about this, real quick. Sure. Sorry. No, no, go for okay. it. Okay. Are we building a team? Team? Does my team have to make sense on the basketball court? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think like the goal here is you. You know, when we compare our three teams, not just the best five. Yeah, like like we want. You know, if if our three teams are having a tournament, you want your team to to win that tournament. Right. Okay, and then can I pick Chris Boucher? He's not listed here because he wasn't born in Canada, but he is Canadian. I'm gonna say yes. And For actually, sure, like yes, yeah. just before we start, can I can I ask you that? Because I feel like you you're a good person to ask this. Um, yeah. So he was born in Haiti, uh, but obviously he's a Canadian citizen. I think he was born in Saint Lucia. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. But 
He's uh, Haitian. Wait, he is Haitian? Oh, he was Haitian, but born in St. Lucia. Who's Haitian, yeah. I see. Um, yeah, is he yeah. is he eligible for Team Canada? Because I feel like he was quoted one time saying he would like to play for Team Canada or he'd be open to it. He's definitely been quoted. I've asked him, might have been my quote. Um, oh. He's definitely <laughs> eligible. I think by that he just means he would like to, but there's circumstances that is preventing him to, like contract stuff and stuff like that. Okay. Um, he's definitely, he's... If you're a Canadian citizen, you're eligible to play mm-hmm. for the Canadian national team. Because like, I think he's, like, I know, I know we're really talented now, but I think he's good enough. To he be is, in the he mix, wouldn't commit right? to the, like the three-year core because when they made it, he was still a expiring contract. Right. Okay. So. And he's a good he's example. Never of, for Canada. He's a good example of someone who hasn't made major money. So I, you know, would understand yeah. sort of like securing that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So Andy, take it away. Um, let's figure out the order here. Okay. So uh, it's five rounds. We're building a classic team classic positions uh i've I've inputted our three names into the randomizer at random.org okay your favorite Uh, site site. really quick not to waste i know we're running out of time i've been in a fantasy league for like four years now the guy who runs it luke he's the commissioner he's gotten the first overall pick three years running he's selected nikola Jokic three years running and i just want to say that these random very suspect. Very when, unhappy with the integrity random, of the also, league. Let's not forget, random does not mean even. Does not mean fair. Hmm. Okay. Random so does not, you know, it doesn't mean evenly spaced. It just so random is conspiracy adjacent. I see. So mm. like a- Andy uh, last time, I think he got the first pick. So I did. I did get the first. Let's overall. see what happens I, here. You know, I have I have hit the button on random.org, and the order is as follows: number one overall pick, Oren. Number two, Freddie. Yes. Number three, Andy. Okay. All right. All right. Pert Plus has right, some I'll legitimacy. I'll take um, it. So, you know, we may have just given this one away here, random.org. Uh, the specialist uh, gets the draft <laughs> first overall. <laughs> but let's get in and let's see what we got. Oren, you are first on the board. All right. Perfect. I'm going to go with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could go with Steve Nash here. That would be perfectly acceptable. But, um, Shea is my favorite player, so I'm going with Shea. And now I got a point guard, you know, a versatile player to kind of build around him. It could go any number of ways from here. So I'm I'm excited about where my franchise's future is heading, for sure. Okay, good stuff. I think that uh, Shea, you know, and Nash, those were the two. Um, it's pretty top-heavy draft in general. I will be taking Nash um, pretty quickly. I think he's a... He's a built-in offense, so my team is going to, you know, you know, especially it's all it's their primes, and uh, I'm I'm telling Nash, you were conservative when you played. Shoot a million more shots, please. Wow. Okay. Okay. Honestly, so, go ahead. Can you guys give me access to that thing? Are you like editing it as you go? The... I'm adding to the board. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you could give me access, because now me... I just realized. It would be helpful to see who's gone. I also yes. don't. I'm, oh, I, 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 sh- I, I sent you guys the link. I requested I'm, access. For uh, me there too. we go. Okay, My I access have, was denied by the random <laughs> Pert Plus organizer. I yeah. didn't realize I had to then do that. Okay, that should be good. Okay. You guys should be in there now. All right, thanks. So, okay. 
Bookkeeping aside here, this is uh, this is where the draft gets a little. I mean, first two picks are I think pretty obvious. Um, there's some options here now though at pick three and four. Um, <clears throat> Canadian big men are, are are a little like of that caliber that we just it's chose. Thin. It's, it's thin. It's pretty thin. You know, we're it's just still to come by. Um, For sure. But there's a lot of other really good players available as well. Um, Oof. Okay. Uh, okay. Ooh, it's quite thin. All right. I think again we got some good, good, good options here. Okay. I, I think with picks two and three, I'm gonna go with. I gotta take my man, Andrew Wiggins. Let's okay. go. Um, okay. uh, very excited when he get when he got in the league. You know, we were all pretty stoked about <clears throat> about Wiggins getting in there, and then finally showing up and and being the player we all yep. wanted him to be. You know what I mean? That was like a real triumph for he's, I feel he, like Canadian basketball fans. He's an elite glue guy now. Absolutely, you know, and he's going to be a leader on this team. You know, uh, with his experience, he's going to show up for us. Uh, and then I think for my pick after that is going to be Jamal Murray. We're going to take Jamal. We're going to take the champion. Uh, this is going to be a good one-two punch yeah. for us. I feel. I like I like that one-two punch a lot. Yeah. I thought there was a chance that you had forgotten Jamal Murray, and I was gonna just I was gonna go off with how happy I was. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I can't I leave him on the board. No way. The fact that you took Wiggins first. Um, you That's know, the trick I, of the snake pick. You yeah. Okay. Everyone, you, you know, you take the lesser known or the lesser agreed upon pick first. Scared the shit out of me, bro. Um, <laughs> Okay, now I think there's a lot of different ways to go. Uh, like you said, with big men, things get confusing. Um, and I think this is a bit of a reach, but uh, based on, you know, just needing some, you know, some, some defense and, uh, you know, like a, a real good big man and there's not that many, I am going to go... With the second overall, or second, with my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, are we picking players when they were in their primes or right Yes, now? always prime. Always prime. Always you should, prime. You should okay. have said that off the top, but... That's fair. That's fair. It, it wouldn't have affected was, had, He had a great yeah. prime. Yeah, right? Four, four, four consecutive finals. Like, he can, yeah. you know, doesn't need yep. the ball. Can play D. He's great. However... You did leave me with a couple wings. I'm very happy to get. You know, yes. it's going to be a wing heavy roster. <laughs> I'm also just building Team Canada. I think, Honestly, right though, now. let's you also have given it to me. I just want to quickly say, Freddie, that's going to be that could be a potential chemistry disaster. I'm just going to say it right now. Anyway, could be, on. could be. But wait, you, you know, know, no, who's your first pick? Oh, Nash. No. <laughs> you know, Nash is so chill. Right? Nash so, brings guys together. Yeah. He, oh, yeah does he? Yeah. Did he? Is that what he did as the coach of the Brooklyn Nets? I'm sorry. Not no, the coach, but yeah, on the floor. He's basically he going to be your coach. Captain. He's, yeah. you know, he's basically going to be the coach of this team. We'll Prime see. Nash, you know, he'll, you know, like he'll, he'll talk to Tristan and be like, come on, <laughs> don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, I mean he'll, well, he'll talk, but we'll see. This is, this is tough for me. I'm going to go with one of my picks for sure. I'm going to go with um, Dylan Brooks. I liked I liked the fit between Dylan and Shea at the World Cup. You know, yeah. those guys play off yeah. each other really nicely. And Dylan's 
Dylan's just kind of surpassed RJ Barrett as a player. So he's he's really good. Man, this next pick is is getting tough because I do want RJ, but I'm a little concerned about my spacing now. Even mm. though this is that was the exact backcourt that Team Canada had, and they won they won bronze, so maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't be too concerned. But I'm a little bit concerned with the spacing. Um, a lot of a lot of options here. A lot of options on the board. Yeah, it's really starting to spread out. Um, you know, don't be afraid to reach way back. You know, this is the thing. We don't have many players. See, from like back I, then, but I've thought about it, but realistically, the players that are in the league now are just like the talent is just so superior yeah. right now. It is, like, yeah. It's kind of hard to reach back, but um, I was actually kind of shocked. I thought we would at least have a guy from you know pre two thousands with you know twelve points a game or something, but there just isn't. That doesn't exist. Canadians yeah. just didn't do that. Outside, of I'm going Canada. with R.J. Barrett. All right, we got Ooh, the backcourt of going Canada. Okay, our spacing is a little murky, but we're gonna figure it out. Uh, you know, to to uh, Oren's point, this might be a bit of recency bias, but I really believe him uh, in him as a player. Um, so you know, this is maybe a bad pick because of prime, but I just think that I want someone with bounce who can hit the three. So I am going to go with Shaden Sharp. Uh, yeah, nice. could could be another reach for me, but I think chemistry wise, Nash and Shaden, I like it. That's some alley oops right there. You know, you got Nash, you got a Nash pick and roll. With Tristan, you got Shaden. You can Shaden can kind of do it all. Again, I think there, there's probably some better players out there still, but um, I'm going with Shaden. Okay, this is this this is interesting. Um, okay, so you've really that that pick has has really uh, left some guys here for me, and honestly, I think it was a mistake by you. Um, wow, I'm just gonna cast some more shade on Freddie's team. Uh, <laughs> Because that's how this is going to work. Shit. He's going with Kevin Pangos. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, no, but not far off. I mean, okay. Oof. So. Man. Hmm. Hmm. I think I have some regrets already. I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, I think, I think at this point in the draft, like, you know, these, I mean, who, who else is there? Right? Like this, we're, we're taking, we're taking who we got. And now, and now we got to look a little deeper. And I think there's a pick that is out here that almost should be made is like almost the correct pick here. I mean, I guess I get two picks, but then I got a fun, I got a fun pick that I think is going to be there at the, at the last, at the, at the last round. So we can't, can't take that up. Okay. Oof. And I'm just going to say this. I hate Rick Fox and I'm not picking him. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I don't care if it reveals some kind of Listen, strategy. 93 games played. There's no way I'm picking Rick Fox. I hate his guts. Okay. <laughs> so Listen, that's, that's on you, dude. It does make it a little bit more confusing for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I need, I need, uh, we need to get a little, uh, we need to get bigger here in with this squad. Um, we got some, we got uh, two good picks here, but we got to, Yes. Okay. Mm. I would suggest we be bold. Mm. We would suggest we be bold. And I'm going to take... We need a leader. We need a guy who's been there. Okay? We need a guy who's won multiple championships on the best team of all time. 
we we need guy we need a guy who's gonna know what to do in the paint. Uh, Are you going to Bill Wennington? And specifically at the elbow, okay? We need a guy who's going to nail shots from the elbow. The first time I ever heard the term the elbow was when someone went, Bill Wennington from the elbow! And that's who we're going with, okay? Uh, Cowboy yeah, Bill Wennington. Uh, that's that's going to be my pick, uh, my third pick. And then, um, let me put that in here. Uh, and then... To sort of, uh, um, I mean, that's an old school player right there. So we need someone who's got some legs, because uh, certainly Bill Wellington did not. Um, I'm gonna take maybe a maybe a bit of a surprise here. I'm gonna take my boy. I'm gonna take my boy Lou Dort. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, I, first of <laughs> I, all, about... I love his name so much. Uh, I don't know how to say the full version of it. I'll just say Lou forever. But I love it very much. I'm gonna go outside and have a dort. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, go outside mm -hmm. and have a dort is mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. That's a great uh, one. Um, I yeah, I mean Bill Wennington, that's on you. But um, <laughs> Lou Dort, I'm but... delighted to choose Bill Wennington at this point in the draft. What a steal! Well, I'm so happy <laughs> that you left me pure winner, handsome dog Rick Fox. Oh um, my God, you're my enemy. You, you listen. Your team is my enemy. Like I'm not listen. I don't know if you've seen my theme theme yet, but not a lot of modern players. Okay, I'm True. I'm, I'm transporting well, people. But... <laughs> I got yeah. Shaden. Rick got Fox Shaden on there. He's he's gonna be honestly. He's gonna be lost playing with. Shaden is gonna have a, a reality check on this yeah. team. They yeah, are he's, playing he's, some he's gonna like, 1990s he's gonna like, basketball. He's gonna be like, you guys smoke cigarettes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Especially when he gets swatted by big Bill Wennington, you know, you come around, get out of Bill, here. Bill Wennington. Get that cabbage out of here. No, Bill Wennington's going to have plantar fasciitis in his first game. Oh, he has it already, certainly. Had it in his prime. You know what I mean? <laughs> they call them old ice foot. But yeah, Fox can hit the three. Fox is a fucking pile of garbage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed to swear on this show, right? I, you know, I have yeah. I had him booked for our next episode, <laughs> but I'll uh, I'll make sure. You know where uh, it all stems from, too. It all stems from him refusing to play for Team Canada. He didn't. He never wanted to play for Team Canada. And back then, when I was a kid, and I heard that, I was like, "This is the one NBA player I know from Canada. Screw this guy." Yeah, I felt the same way about Brett Hall, but then I found out later that it wasn't Brett Hall's thing. It was. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't his fault. That wasn't well, his fault. That was a journey. Yeah, here we go. Anyways, Corin, you're on the you're on the clock. Well, you guys, if I wanted, you guys have given me the full starting lineup for Team Canada, but yes, I think yes, that's too yeah. boring. Um, as 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 young as I do want to go, because hmm, this is this is tough. You know, should I really just be concerned about? The defense. You know what? Mm. No. You should be concerned about uh, my defense because it's unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, could go all defense and become unstoppable. One guy I really want on my team is Brandon Clark. I'm going to take him. Ooh, He's a guy I would love to sleeper play pick. for Team Canada. Someone who just the kind of four that they really need. But there's a whole lot of options I could go for my I last. I believe you pick. pass on Simbular. I mean, I passed on uh, passed on a lot of good players. You know, all star. I passed on 
all-star Jamal McGlure. No one, no one's taken the all-star. Yeah. I know. Hey, yeah. Hey, don't reveal. Don't reveal. Someone's got <laughs> a plan. If you have, if you take Jamal, <laughs> Freddie's the next guy for sure. No, I, it's uh, you know, my, my, my center's Tristan. You can't take in this era. You can't true, take true. two yeah. of those guys in this era and expect to win. See, see, I, I, I want a center. I want, you know, I'm, my thinking is Dwight Powell, Kyle Alexander, Todd McCullough. I could go get a center right now, but then I just don't have enough shooting on my team as good as the defense is. So what we're, we're, we're playing small ball. We're going to take, um, we're going to take our boy, um, headband, uh, Poppy Kelly Olenek. Uh-huh. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have, uh, Brandon Clark guard the fives and then and we're just gonna get by doing that. And I think that's gonna be fine. Brandon's a big body. He could do it. And that's that's the team. I mean, wow. pretty pretty sick team. Uh pretty sick I th- team. I think I think Kelly uh We're a little small. We're a little Ke- small. Kelly's a winner though. Like he truly is like it's funny, he's he's been like a throw-in for so many mm-hmm. trades, and then that team has been really good, like Miami, Utah, like yeah. Kelly is is definitely had a I think fairly underrated career. Um, okay, my team, you know, Rick Fox, I will say, can shoot the three. But I think having Tristan out there, he he switched up what hand he shoots the free throw with mid career. So it's not it's just not a guy that you can rely on for for buckets in that sense. Um, and he's going to be doing a lot of work on defense. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm torn here uh, between a couple guys. Trying to pick a high shooting percentage, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I think. Okay, here's my pick. The shooting percentage is not. It's not doesn't scream out to you, but I just he's another young guy. Every time I watch him play, he kind of just came into the league uh, and started, you know, like bullying people and being really aggressive and scoring <laughs> with ease pretty quickly. So I'm going to go with Ben Matherin. Uh, so a little bit undersized, but I like it. I got, you know, we'll recap our teams, but Matherin's Matherin gets buckets. So uh, Matherin he's my guy. gets buckets. You should make that a t-shirt. Yeah. Matherin gets buckets. Matherin call the pert plus guys and we'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, last pick of the draft here because we're not doing a six man. Because honestly, there's not really enough players to choose from. Uh, I'd be down, honestly. I mean, we could, we'd be there, we, there's we, some more I'm interested in. We could have some fun here. Um, wow, so who who am I looking at here? We got Wiggins, Murray, Phil Lennington, Lou Dort. Okay, I mean, we could use we could, we could, we, we I, I think we got you know, we got a couple minutes left. We can do a six man, let's do it. Okay, nice. Um, because I got somebody. I got somebody too. Okay, all right. We all got somebody. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe this is a little bit from left field, but um, growing up watching again, when we had, we barely had no, we barely had any Canadian basketball players in the league for so long that a little bit of respect has got to be put on on our man Jamal McGlure. I mean, the I OG, the OG, right? Like this is a yeah. guy, you know, he came from. He was good, right? When he played for the Hornets, he was pretty solid, man. And he's he's a guy who, like, I don't know, 
all-star Jamal McGlure. We he's he's like the guy who came to Toronto because we were all at the, at that time being like, well, he's got to play for Toronto. Obviously, mm -hmm. he must at some point. So yeah, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a you know he's who's left, but guess what? We're happy to have Jamal on the team because having him go that la having him go that uh, um, that late is honestly that's a a direct critique on all of your guys's basketball knowledge because wow. there's no way he should have been left to last pick and i'm reaping all the benefits anyway six man <laughs> if we're gonna do a sixth man That's uh cool. let me consult my notes here um and let me just say i respect the big cat every time i vote in any election uh there's a big sort of uh like kind of trophy case area of the school uh and there's a big kind of like shrine to the big cat so at the school where you vote in at your school yeah but i also i looked it up i don't think it was his high school so i don't <laughs> understand the connection but um yeah nice. okay uh sixth man some man okay there's a you're just like you know we got to go with some heart okay we got to go with some quebecois mm. flair as well and just a just a just a, a journeyman you know you want somebody who's been around the league knows how the league works okay played over played in over 900 nba games uh uh and and, and that's why you know we're going with another kind of like uh boucher-esque pick here but he's the oh, original boucher, boucher. But he's not. It's not Boucher, even though I do yeah. love him. The original, uh, uh, a native of uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, grew up in Montreal, Canadian citizen, Samuel D'Alembert. Everybody, mm. That's a, there he is. We're going That's big. Pick. Good pick. I forgot about Boucher too during the draft, even though I, I asked. I forgot about D'Alembert too. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think that uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna continue with the shooting train here um he's had a nice start to this season uh and i think was a really really big part of um this this canada squad um so i'm gonna go with uh Nikhil alexander walker nice shout out to yeah finally i just wrote about Nikhil. he finally has a role on a good team for the first yeah time yeah I'm, I'm really happy for him like he's stuck nice it out to see. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. He played 33 minutes last night in in a Minnesota win. He's killing Huge. it over there. Um, I like that pick, although I'm going to go in a different direction. Another young guy who who's having a good start to his season. Um, I need a backup. I need a backup point guard. So I'm going to go Andrew Nemhard. You know, there's nice. a lot of connections. He played AAU. He played with uh, RJ Barrett. So we have that connectivity coming up here and um just an, just another guard i can you know right now shay has a little too much responsibility handling the ball so will we, we get them hard off the bench to really settle things down beauty love it um so uh maybe from from the top we can recap our teams here and then we'll wrap this baby up if there was one more pick to make you can screen I was, share I this if you want oh yeah if, uh, if there was one more pick, I would have picked Ryan Nemhard, who is a guy I grew up with, uh, and he was the best basketball player in our school, and he was great. Oh, so wow. there you go, there you go. He played it, last night. <laughs> Ryan Nemhard played. Yeah, Gonzaga. No, no, no. Ryan Nemhard. No, yeah. no, no. Just, 
Oh, he's, this is a totally this different is an person. Actual guy, totally different person who's my age who certainly did not play for Gonzaga last night. Okay, well, Andrew has a brother named Ryan. Who oh, plays wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. The Nemhart family, uh, their basketball tradition is strong. Yeah. Who knows if they're related? I'm going to say most likely not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes. Let's recap the teams here. Uh, Orin, you had first pick. Um, uh, why don't you uh, uh, let us know who's on your squad? All right. I got Shea Gillis Alexander at the one, Dylan Brooks at the two, RJ Barrett at the three, and then we got a front court of Kelly Olinick and Brandon Clark. You know, those guys will get creative how to deploy them. It's a little small, but we'll figure it out. And then off the bench, Andrew Nemhart is my sixth man. Love it. I love it. Okay. I think they're built to play modern modern NBA basketball. It's going to be tough in this league because we got a lot of old guys. I mean, Freddie. Um, you can't – yeah, you can't say my team is modern, but also my my team's, uh, you know, a nice mix of, uh, of winners. Uh, we got some rings on this team, um, and, and we got we – got, yeah. Uh, we got Not some, from your leader. We got an MVP, the only Canadian MVP so far. Um, which will probably change with SGA. But here we go. Steve Nash. Um, and then in the uh, sharing the backcourt uh, is going to be uh, Sharp, Shaden Sharp, and uh, Ben Matherin. And then uh, our bigs. Uh, well, but no, you know, I'm going to say Rick Fox is the power forward and Tristan Thompson is the center. Uh, and then coming off the bench, Keel Alexander-Walker. So a lot of offense. Uh, and some defense, but that's okay. That's the NBA these days. Listen, if you're not rocking three centers on your roster, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, because this yeah. is going to be a crash and bang uh, <laughs> tournament that these three teams will obviously be playing against each other. Uh, we're playing 1980s basketball here because uh, we have <laughs> on my squad, uh, uh, we've got Andrew Wiggins, uh, 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 Lou Dort, as our guards solid we're, we're hitting some shots back there we got jamal murray we got from the elbow cowboy bill wennington he's going to be nailing so many shots from that sort of mid-range uh, uh 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 depth there uh then again we're staying big okay we got jamal mcclure and we got samuel dallenbear like the, you're not going to be able to hit any shots because we're going to be blocking them all baby Huge. now listen will my team be able to guard at all around yeah. the perimeter will no. your team hit any shots yeah. no <laughs> there will be zero perimeter play but that's because that's fine because we're gonna smack and hack these guys so hard that they're not even gonna be able to get the shots off, baby. Yeah, I don't know that that is. Fine, you're not gonna be able to but... have. You know, you're not gonna have wrists at the end of this game. You know what I mean? Your team is built to play in the '80s. Yeah, sure. totally. like, in the '80s, your team would kill it. Yeah, there you go. My team's all heart. Well, we will uh, we will put that up so people can vote on it. Um, and yeah, I got, I got to wrap this baby up. But uh, Oren, thank you so so much for for joining us and uh, messing around. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thanks for having me though. That was fun. Um, just just writing at the same place as Yahoo and Sportsnet. Like I said, I wrote about Nikhil Alexander Walker for Sportsnet. So go check out that piece if you're interested in his career. But other than that, thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah, check out all his work. Um, and uh, thank you again for everybody who's listening. And make sure you subscribe to Raptors Republic. Uh, Andy, anything you want to say before we uh, head out? 
ooh, just you know, yeah, subscribe, Raptors Republic, and uh, and comment on our YouTube channel because we're here. You can see our faces and all of our reactions to our excellent draft picks here. So come on, come on through. Yeah, if you're Flynn Stan, uh, hit up Andy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, reach out and also send me pictures of Bill Wennington hitting shots from the elbow. I'd love it. To see <laughs> yeah, one picture. Um, okay, Flynn cool. Sanity. Flynn Sanity is coming to a city near you. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, and um, peace out. See you next week. Bye. All right.